You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, greetings, welcome again to our broadcast, Taking Territories. We're going to continue in our series, The Call to Discipleship. We, as we continue with our series, The Call to Discipleship, tonight we're going to look at um, what I call fellowship with the saints, right? Remember our definition of a disciple. A disciple is someone that follows Christ, fishes for men, and fellowships with the saints. It's important for you to, as a disciple of Christ, to make sure that all these components are a part of your daily experience, a part of your life. So um, you spend time with Jesus, you follow Jesus, you have times with him, and then you have times with the lost, and then you have time with the saints. Yeah, so it's um, uh, many times we'll find people who have uh, certain extremes where they don't want to they, they don't want to relate to the lost at all because they feel that they will be contaminated. It's kind of like uh, the m monasteries of those days where. Um, we had religious people, they locked themselves up in the monasteries uh, so as not to be um, polluted by the world, as it were. And uh, that kind of Christianity cannot change the world. All right? If Jesus, who was perfect and holy, uh, if he had that kind of attitude, then we would still be lost, you know? But uh, he was not like that, and he is our example, all right? He's our example. Your, your, your example is not one monk locked up somewhere in one monastery, okay? And um, with all due respect, I believe that monks are doing great things um, in their own way. But disciples of Christ, uh, fellowship with they follow Jesus, and then they fish for men, and they fellowship with the saints. You're not only called to fish for men and not have time for the saints. Neither are you called just to be with the saints and not have time for the lost. Okay? So you need um, all of this. And I want you to picture a triangle. Okay? Picture a triangle. God at the top. Uh, the lost on one side. And then... Uh, the saints on the other side and for the triangle to be complete you have to you have to connect everything and that's how the life of a disciple is there is God there right there um, at the forefront then you have the lost and then you have uh, the saints that you relate with okay so it's important don't become so super spiritual that you don't you don't have any contact with people who are lost, people who need help, people who need a savior. You don't want to be at that place, okay? So, I want you to know, I want you to know that Jesus loves every single one. He loves the sinner and he loves the saints, all right? And if you follow him, if you follow him, if he is your example, then you will, um, be just like him. You will do follow his example. And um, um, uh, the other thing I want to say is this: the word fellowship in the in the in the Greek is koinonia. All right. 
koinonia. And if you go and look into the, in, into the Greek, that word koinonia, it means fellowship, it means um, sharing, it means a joint participation, okay? So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's something that happens when we come together. And that is a very important aspect of your spiritual development. And don't be the kind of Christian who says, well, you know, um, I'm the body of Christ. I don't need to connect with anyone. I just, I just stay at home, watch my TV, and pray, read my Bible. I don't need anybody else. No, that's not biblical. <laughs> it's not biblical. I know with social distancing and so on, we've been restricted from coming together uh, as we ought, but we are still connecting online, virtually we're connecting. And that's important. If you are a child of God, you must remain connected, connected to the body of Christ, okay? Yes, and I know there are many challenges that come with being connected. Yeah, there are challenges that come with that. Um, but I'll tell you, when you connect with the saints, it, 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 it leads to growth. It helps you in your spiritual development. Okay? Now, I want you to remember this, that salvation is a personal thing. All right? Nobody can get saved on your behalf. You cannot enjoy salvation by proxy. Salvation does not work like that. Uh, let's say your, your, your brother is saved or your brother is a pastor, then, you know, because of that, you think you can get access into heaven. It doesn't work like that. Even the half-brothers of Jesus needed to get saved themselves. Otherwise, they'll be doomed. All right. The fact that they came out from the same womb does not mean that, um, that, that they, can, they, they have preferential treatment when it comes to the kingdom of God. In the kingdom, things don't work like that. So you cannot enjoy God on the basis of your parents' relationship with God. You cannot. You cannot enjoy God on the basis of your pastor's relationship with God. You need your own relationship with God. Alright? So that's important. Salvation is a personal thing. It's a personal thing. But guess what? Serving God is not just a personal thing. When it comes to serving God, we do it together. We do it in community. We do it uh, with the body of Christ. All right? So, yes, you get saved and it's a personal thing. But if you want to really serve God, you need a brother and a sister. You need that community that community of the body of Christ. And I know there have been so many things that have been said about the body of Christ, but make no mistake, Jesus is coming for his bride. And uh, that bride, you're part of that bride. If you are born again and you are looking forward to his return, then begin to connect with his body. All right? That is very good for you. It will help you to be balanced, okay? So, you're not just with sinners and then don't have time for saints or just with saints and don't have time for sinners 
all with, if you are with sinners and saints and don't have time for Jesus, no, it doesn't work like that. You need all three in your life to be a disciple, a true disciple of Christ. All right? So, talking about fellowship with the saints, there are many benefits, many benefits to being in fellowship with the saints. And I'm going to give you a few, all right? Time permitting, I'll give you a few of, the, of those benefits so that um, you, you, you understand why you need to, um, to spend time with the saints as well. All right? So, let's look at the scripture in the book of um, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, and I'll read verse, verse uh, uh, 24. It says, uh, he says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, okay? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So, let us consider one another, all right? In order to stir up love and good works. So one of the benefits of uh, fellowshipping with the saints is that you have the opportunity to be stirred up. Okay? You have the opportunity to be stirred up. There are times that you feel down. There are times that you need some, you know, um, um, energy, <laughs> you know, divine energy. Uh, for the lack of a better word, you know, you need you need to be stirred up in your faith. You need you need to be stirred up um, in your passion and so on. So when you come together, when you come together with the saints, there is a way that it just stirs you up. You know, there have been many times that I've been I've been battered by life. I've been battered by so many situations weighing me down. But guess what? I found the secret just by going in to fellowship with the saints. That burden gets lifted. I feel lifted. I feel energized. I feel um, encouraged. All right. So it's very important. Just being together with those of like precious faith. Like precious faith. It's important for you to fellowship with people that believe in God like you do. It's important to get together with those who have the kind of faith that you have in God. Okay? So that's, 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 that's vital in your, in your um, journey as a disciple of Christ. It's a part of vital aspect of discipleship. Okay? So, um, so when you, when you um, join with the saints... Yes, you are stirred up. Your love for God is stirred up the more, okay? Um, your love to even be a blessing, you get stirred up for good works. So you not only are you stirred up to love more, you're stirred up to, to do good things. Jesus said in, in, in Matthew chapter 5, he says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So, uh, when you join with the saints, it increases your light. 
So the good works can 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 manifest through your life. Okay. So and so it says we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Don't ever be deceived into thinking that you can be independent of the rest of the body. Because remember, you are just a member of the body of Christ. And a member cannot make a body. Alright? It's like this hand. My hand is a member of my body. So if you detach this hand from the rest of my body, the hand cannot be called my body. It's just a hand. So that's why we need to come together. Join, each joint um, su supplying, you know, joint together and each joint supplying according to what God has put within you. That's how it's supposed to be. So that's one of the benefits of, of, um, of fellowshipping with the saints. Okay? Then I, I want to show you another benefit of fellowshipping with the saints. There is... There are several of them, but I want to show you this one in First Thessalonians, in First Thessalonians chapter one. Um, uh, Paul speaking. Paul speaking. Sorry, chapter two of First Thessalonians in verse eight. I love this. I discovered this scripture, this verse, many years ago, uh, in my teens, and God used this to speak to me about. Some of the things that happen because I grew up and I used to have a group of friends that we would pray together, spend time together. And it really helped me to grow spiritually. So, this, that was when I discovered this verse. It says, verse 8, so affectionately longing for you. We were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you have become dear to us. You have become dear to us. Amazing. Yes. So, he was longing, longing to be with them. Right? And he's being with them, he mentions two major things. Number one, there's going to be an impartation of the word of God. Okay? There's going to be an impartation of the word of God. I mean, you can imagine uh, the, the, the Apostle Paul himself. He was a mobile institution. Hallelujah. So obviously coming, he would come with, with, with loads of um, the gospel to impart to them. But then he adds something that stood out for me that time. And I think if you read in the King James, the King James says that uh, you, there not only to impart the gospel, but also our souls. So, here he says, our own lives, because you have become dear to us. I want you to know something, that when you fellowship with the saints, one of the things that happens is that there is an impartation. There are things, for example, we fellowship together, you spend time, you spend time with me, I spend time with you, there are things that God has worked in you and, there, and, 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 and I'm weak in those areas. But you are strong in those areas. So when we get together, what happens is that um, 
your strength. God is able to now impart the grace he has worked in you to me. So I get strengthened from your strength. I get a measure of your strength, if I may put it that way. And the same goes for me. That's koinonia, joint participation, sharing. So it's not just fellowship about on, on, on a, uh, about around the food or on, around the table. Yes, there is a place for that. But also, I'm telling you, spiritually, there is something that happens between us. That's why in the book of Proverbs, it talks about uh, iron sharpens iron. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Those are things that happen when you fellowship with the saints. Yeah, when you when you feel when you feel depressed, that's not the time to stay away. That's the time to seek fellowship. When you feel down, that's not the time to to keep away. That's the time to seek fellowship. All right, very important that you get this. Um, this is what discipleship is about. So it's important that we 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 learn. To, 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 to fellowship with the saints. And I know most of us do that already. But you need to understand the value of what you're doing. You need to also understand wh what it contributes. What it contributes to your Christian life. Amen. Alright. I want to show you another, um, another benefit. Another benefit of... Um, fellowship with the saints okay if you look at uh, galatians let me read galatians chapter 6 uh verse 2 paul was telling was making a statement here in galatians 6 2 very very insightful in galatians 6 6 verse 2 he says bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ so, one of the things that happens is that you might be weighed down. Weighed down with burdens. Okay? You're weighed down with burdens. And so, he's saying that when we should bear one another's burdens. You see, one of the things you cannot do on your own is fellowship. Fellowship has to do with more than you. Okay? More than you. I heard somebody say Fellowship means two fellows in the same sheep. <laughs> Interesting, yes. So, uh, when you fellowship with the saints, you have the opportunity to share your burden with the saints. Because one of the things that happens when we meet, when we interact with one another, as those of like precious faith, is that the burden on you, we are able to share. I can open up to you. You can open up to me. We pray for one another. Many, many times, I cannot count how many times that I've seen that um, I've been so burdened, so burdened, but just being around the saints, it just lifts that weight. It lifts that burden. Amazing. Whether I share, whether I open it up or not, just sometimes, just being around, it's like something. There's something about, there's what is known as the corporate anointing. Okay, the corporate anointing. 
Now there's the individual anointing and then there's the corporate anointing. The corporate anointing is the anointing that is upon us together as a body. So it's, 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 it's an anointing that comes on a community of people who profess the same faith and are gathered together in the same place and worshiping God. There is a measure of anointing in that atmosphere. And that anointing breaks yokes. It destroys yokes. All right? So it's not something you cannot have a corporate anointing on your own. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. For you to experience a corporate anointing, that's the next point. The, for you to experience a, a corporate anointing, you need to come um, and fellowship with the saints. With the saints. Yeah. So because when we get come together, all our individual anointings are combined together. And then the Holy Spirit breathes upon us. And he's able to manifest more upon our lives and through our lives. Okay. So you need, you need that corporate anointing. Then you better um, uh, fellowship with the saints. And this can happen. This can happen in a, in a small group setting. It doesn't have to be uh, in a stadium, <laughs> you know. I yeah, that, there's a place for that. But I'm just saying, it can start from just a small group of people. Jesus says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So when you gather, when the saints gather, whether they are two or three, the moment you meet that um when you meet that uh standard of just two or three jesus comes there in other words his presence is in a different it's in a different dimension to his presence just with you as an individual when there are two or three there's a stronger presence of jesus it's a different kind of presence of the Lord now means so that's corporate so from two or three or it could be in a whole congregation that's also fine and that's why you read the book of Acts you see that they had two types of meetings they had from house to house those are small groups all right small groups and then in the temples all right so they had house to house and then in the temple where it's a larger gathering. They are all community of saints. And each of them has different, um, different purposes that they achieve in God's scheme of things. Alright? So you need that. You need um, to fellowship with the saints in order to enjoy the corporate anointing that that comes upon the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I bless your name. Hallelujah. I want you to know that um, even as we look into this, this scriptures, we're going to go on a break right now, but then we'll come back and I'm going to share some more with you about why you need to fellowship with other saints. Okay? So, um, see you just in a, in, a, in a short while, okay? 
All right, welcome back. Yes, we're talking about fellowshipping with the saints as part of our series on discipleship. And um, we've been looking at why you need some of the benefits of fellowshipping with the saints. Let me say this, you know, that the church, the church is not perfect. There's no, there's no church that is perfect. All right? So oftentimes you find people, people, um, people because they interact, they come closely and they start interacting with people. They see certain flaws and then because of that, they, they become discouraged and all of that. Um, the truth of the matter is that the church is not for perfect people. The church is a place where people get perfected, okay? It's a place where people get perfected. So don't come to church looking for perfect people. You will be disappointed. Nobody, none of us is perfect. But we have, uh, we have all been forgiven. We are all, we are all guilty of sin. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And, but we are following Christ and he is changing us, transforming us. And making us into better people. So have that understanding when you fellowship with the saints. Alright? Be because we say saints. Don't think that they are perfect people. No. The only perfect people you find are in heaven. Um, so in fact if you see a church that is perfect. My advice to you is please don't join it. Because if you join it you will spoil it. Okay? Why? Because you are not perfect. So when you see it. Admire it from a distance don't join it. If you join it, then you've added to the imperfection of that church. Alright? So, none of us is perfect, and there is no church that is perfect. No local church. There's a global body of Christ, okay? But then there are local churches. And uh, um, so, just bear that in mind as you, as you fellowship with the saints. And each and everyone has a spiritual family that God has ordained for them. Alright? Yes. So you don't just go around just looking everywhere and all of that. Everywhere is, you, you remember, everywhere. It doesn't work like that. Okay? Yeah. Otherwise, you won't benefit from the, 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 the blessing that God has in the local church for your life. Alright? So, one of the, one of the, Major things about the body of Christ that uh, you, 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 you need to understand, especially when we fellowship with the saints, you have many opportunities to grow, all right? I used to say to people that I, I, I thought I was perfect until I got married, okay? When I got married, then I realized that I'm not as, as, I'm not as, as, as great as I thought I was. I used to admire myself and, you know, I thought I was just right. But then when you get when you, start, when you start relating with other people, then your flaws begin to show. Your flaws begin to show. As iron sharpens iron, so a man's countenance. Huh? A man sharpens the countenance of his friend. When you start relating closely, then your flaws begin to show. And then they are pointed out to you. And then you have to start working to address them. That's the benefit of fellowshipping with the saints. Otherwise, you get to heaven and discover things that you should have worked on while here on earth. You should have grown and developed in certain areas and you didn't take time to develop them. And then in heaven, you would be behind. Alright? So, please, don't, don't allow um, that to be your experience. 
Now let's look at the scripture in, in John chapter 13. One of the benefits of fellowshipping with the saints is that you have the opportunity to serve. You have the opportunity to serve one another. You have the opportunity to wash one another's feet as it were, like Jesus said. Look at John chapter 13. And in John chapter 13, I'll just read verse, um, uh, verse 14 for the sake of time. He says, he says, If I then, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. You see, he says, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. You see. So Jesus was fellowshipping with his disciples. You know that Jesus on his own. I mean he was perfect. He didn't need any of them. He didn't need any of them to add to him. Um, per se. You know. But you see God who is perfect. Still made us. And he still wants to fellowship with us. Who are not perfect. Isn't that amazing? With your imperfection, God wants to still fellowship with you. Then how can you, how can you become so spiritual that you cannot fellowship with another saint? It's, it doesn't make sense. Alright? So Jesus still fellowship with his disciples. And here, what he did was that he took a towel and a bowl of water and washed their feet wash their feet and clean their feet and then said to them that if I being your teacher have done this to you, you also need to do it to one another. So for us to serve one another we need to be together. Yes. We, 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 we need to come together. And that's where fellowshipping with the saints gives you the opportunity to serve one another. Because when you serve one another, do you realize that you get blessed for serving the body of Christ? Blessed for serving one another? Do you realize that? There are benefits to that. Jesus said, if you, if you give a cup of water in my name, you get the reward for that. If you do that in my name. Yes. So, uh, you get the opportunity to serve. There are many scriptures that support this. Um, um, but we're not going to go into them. Another, another um, opportunity you get when you fellowship with the saints is this. Look at, still in the same John, chapter 13. And I will read verse 34. Jesus is speaking here. Uh, he says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you that you also may love one another. And then 35, he says, By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Incredible. Yes. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So when you come together, when you fellowship with the saints, you have the opportunity to love. To love one another. Yeah, you have to come together. You have to be close. Yes, that's fellowship, koinonia, joint participation, community. Hallelujah. 
We're distributing. And you see that play out in the book of Acts in the early church. They spent time together. They were able to love one another, serve one another. And to the point that there was not even one person that lacked anything. Can you imagine such a powerful community that every need is met? I pray that God will bring us to that place. That place. If the church in its infancy got to that place, how much more now? We should even go ahead of that. Be more advanced than that. Okay? But fellowshipping with the saints is important. When you fellowship with the saints, you have the opportunity to love. And you know what? Loving people, there are times that it's not easy to love some people. I'm telling you. Some people, um, that's why the Bible says that love is the bond of perfection. Hmm? The bond of perfection. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3. In Colossians chapter 3, verse, uh, verse 14, he says, But above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. What does that mean? It's the bond of maturity. So you'd say you are matured in Christ. You are spiritually matured. I need to see it in your love walk. That's what God will be saying. So you, but you can't, you can't demonstrate true love. If you are in isolation and just on your own, why do you think God made us and gave us so much privilege, gave us so much um, he made us in his image after his likeness. He wants to show his love to us. And he wants to give us an opportunity to also show our love to him. I'm telling you, this is important. This is important in the life of a disciple. A disciple needs other saints. A disciple needs Christ. He needs the lost in his life. And he needs saints in his life. That way you are going to be able to fulfill the great commission. You're going to be able to fulfill the great commission. Because as we fellowship with, with, with the saints, one of the things we do is that we're able to teach one another. We're able to encourage one another. We're able to exhort one another. Hallelujah. Let's look at um, uh, Hebrews chapter 3. Um, Hebrews chapter 3. And uh, the Bible says here in, um, in verse 13, it says, or let me read from verse 12. It says, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So you see, there are some people that depart from the living God. They came to faith, but they departed from the living God. And it is through the heart of unbelief, just like the saints in the, um, the, the, the Israelites in the wilderness. They, 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 they had an evil heart of unbelief. They didn't fully follow the word of the Lord. So the Bible is, is saying we should be careful so that we don't have that kind of heart that, we, that will cause us to depart from God. But then verse 13, he says, but exhort one another daily. While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through 
the deceitfulness of sin. Okay? Yeah. So, it's important. That's why we need one another. Because when we're together, if you're down, not everybody is down. Somebody else is up and they can pick you up. The Bible says, woe to him that is alone. Yeah, woe to him that is alone. For when he falls, no one can lift him up. Yeah, so that's why we need one another. When you are down, when you are discouraged, when your faith is shaken. Yeah, sometimes your faith, you go through some trials, you go through some tests, you go through some challenges, and your faith becomes feeble. At that time, you need strength, you need encouragement, and that's what you get when you fellowship with the saints. There is so much you get. There is so much you gain when you fellowship with the saints. So much, I'm telling you. Yes. And I believe that God wants you to fellowship with the saints, with one another, encouraging one another, strengthening one another, and you see, when you fellowship with the saints, it's not, it's not to be there so that you can have something to criticize people for. No, no. It's to lift one another up. We lift one another up. We strengthen one another. We pray for one another. Hallelujah. We encourage one another. We motivate one another. There is a place for that. And that's what fellowshipping with the saints will afford you. All right. So, I want you to know that um, as a disciple of Christ, you follow Jesus closely. We've said that there are different ways you follow. You can follow from a distance, but our recommendation is you follow closely. You follow Jesus closely. Yeah? And then, not only that, you now fish for men. Become someone that will talk to others about Jesus. Discipleship does not begin with the, the saved. It begins with the lost. So you fish for men and then you fellowship with the saints. We need one another. We need community. Alright. So I want to I take this time to pray for you. Pray for you for your walk. For your walk as a disciple of Christ. And let me say to you that the Christian walk, the life of a disciple is full of challenges. And that's why you're not designed. It's not a life that is designed to be lived alone. You need one another. Alright? So I'm going to pray for you that the Lord will just move in your life. The Lord will move and he will, he will strengthen you. Help you to connect with his body. Yes. With the saints. Show you the loss that you need to reach. Help you to reach the loss. And help you to follow Jesus more closely. Father, I pray for my brother, my sister, watching this broadcast right now. I ask, oh God, that you would, um, you would move in their lives. Oh Father, I ask, oh Lord, for more grace upon them. Lord God, even as they fellowship with the saints, let them... Let them be able to contribute, O oh Father, even to the fellowship of the saints. And also let them benefit, Lord my God, not only receiving the gospel, but receiving impartations of different graces, O oh Father. Lord God, that you have in your body, 
I pray, O oh God, for, for um, the, the, the ability, O oh Father, to walk with others, even those who are different from us. Lord God, help us also to be quick to forgive. We'll be forgiving one another. Help us not to be too critical of one another. Help us to walk in love with one another. You said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. And I also pray that you help us to fish for men, become experts at fishing for men. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to pray for those who are watching, watch, watching this broadcast, and maybe you're not, you're not born again, you want to receive Jesus into your heart, or maybe you drifted and you want to, you want to make a fresh start. I want to pray for you. Just say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. Now I open my heart and I say, Jesus, coming. I want to be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm now a new person, a new creation. Forgive my sin in Jesus' name. I want to pray for you now. Father, I pray for my brother and my sister who has prayed this prayer. I ask, O oh God, that you will stretch forth your hand over them. And I ask, O oh Lord God, that they will experience the reality of the new creation. Let your kingdom come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer for the first time, get in touch with us. Um, you can send us a WhatsApp. You can send us an email, info at everynationmidran.org. And we will be delighted to hear from you. All right. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on, on, tweet, uh, on um, uh, Instagram. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, I'm on Twitter as well, but I'm not active there. But follow me. Hallelujah. And let's interact. would like to hear from you. God bless you real good. Tell someone about this broadcast. We're here again, same time next week. God bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.